I don't know what they have to say. It makes no difference anyway. Whatever it is, I'm against it. No matter what it is or who commenced it, I'm against it. Your proposition may be good, but let's have one thing understood. Whatever it is, I'm against it. And even when you've changed it or condensed it, I'm against it. I'm opposed to it. On general principles, I'm opposed to it. Hey, I'm Michael Patton. I'm really excited about this because I am going to be able to shut down everything that Samson says. And I should be able to do that because I'm the president of Credo House Ministries and I've got this THM from DTS. Now listen to what he has to say. Hey, I'm Samson Kovach. I'm from the Theology Pit and I'm really excited that Michael's going to shut down everything that I have to say. Uh, that's, that makes me excited. I have a MAR from uh, TSM. <laughs> I'll just, I'll say it like that. This is Divergent Theology, where we take topics. Michael and I both have bit different backgrounds theologically, and we sort of clash them together. And we, we see what happens when the world of theology actually doesn't agree with itself. You can tell me the problem here. Okay. Well, what I would say is that um, God is wanting to remove someone. And the... If, if these are angels, I have to look at the context more, but if these are angels, they are messengers. They just do what God says. Yeah. So there's no debate with God on, no, well, you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that. And um, there is precedent within Scripture that God um, does uh, install kings, remove them, bring, you know, raise up governments, that. So this is well within, you know, God's sovereignty to do this. Um, I, I think that it's it's... It's interesting, the discussion part, because yeah, again, again, this is, this is God saying, well, technically I'm not the one doing it. Yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah. this yeah. is, it's them. I mean, it's, it's, it, it is like with that Samuel thing. It is kind of sidestepping it just a little bit. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And so he, he, I mean, the guy comes up and I mean, whoever it is, maybe it's an angel. May, I mean, I don't. I don't have any views about, hey, this has to be a demon. Like a lot of people look at this and they say, there's no way it's a demon because we know the demons are in heaven because we've seen it in Job and that mm -hmm. sort of stuff. And so they say there's demons in heaven and sometimes he uses them. Now, I don't necessarily have a problem with that uh, because I, I agree there, there's oftentimes where the entire host may present himself before God, yeah. good and bad angels. And uh, in this situation, that may be it. But he's taking advice from them, which is interesting. That's why I do think it's probably, like you said, an angel. I, I would think that. Um, it, maybe it's not, but I, I would think at first it is. But since he said, I'm going to be a deceiving spirit mm -hmm. in the mouth of his prophets, then you're like, well, gosh, this has got to be a demon because can an angel lie? Yeah. But not only that, the the... The angel or the demon, the heavenly, whoever the heavenly being is here, they, they can't do it on their own accord. This isn't on their own power because yeah. verse 23 says, so now look, the Lord has placed a lying spirit in the mouths of all these prophets of yours. Yeah. yeah so good. it's, I mean, yeah, God's fingerprint is right on this. This is his doing. There's no getting around that. It is. And so at this point, I mean, gosh, you're, you're saying, does God... Um, does God 
Okay, so so there's again we're back to some same questions. Does God mm-hmm. sin, and it's okay because it's God, right? Yeah. Well, sin or, is sin is what missing the mark, right? Yeah. Well, if God's. Yeah. I mean, this this removes Ahab. He's right on the mark here. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's true. So. It's true. I mean, maybe maybe he can do it because uh, it, in, in the situation where the fall has happened, God doesn't like these things, but he can utilize be the first agent in sin because that's all he's got to work with. It's kind of like, you know, here, here we go with uh, my, my superhero illustrations, but Mm -hmm. Sinestro coming up, who is of the green lantern Corps, and green is the color of, of hope and the will and the strength of the green lantern Corps. That's why they all have green rings and, you know, and it all takes place in ordinary time. There you go. And, Just and a little comes, liturgical joke for everyone. <laughs> here comes, uh, <laughs> here comes Sinestro, who uh, is is says, "Hey, yellow is the color that's more powerful, and it's already here, and we need to use it. So, therefore, let's take the power of fear and use it for good." So here, here's Sinestro, and of course, Sinestro does it, and he turns bad. But maybe God is is taking sin and saying, "Hey, it's already here." I'm just going to grab a hold of it, and it, I mean, I would never start it in the first place. But since it's already going on, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to either be the first agent of it, or, or another option is, maybe he's not the first agent. He's the second agent, allowing for it and using it. Mm-hmm. And so then we come up with this principle, and this is the principle that I'm kind of like. I grab a hold of it. I say, I, I think that generally speaking, this is right. Theologically, I think, and that is that God uses sin in this world to accomplish his his will. And if he didn't use sin, he wouldn't be able to use any of us. Hmm. He would not be working. He has to utilize sin, but not as the first agent, but because it's already here. Because it's already infected the world, he can he can move one sinner to one place and another place. They're already going to be sinning. But the problem is, I would think at this point you would have to move this this angel to the demonic realm. Yeah, but I mean, okay, just take a step back here. We're okay. working under the premise that that lying is a sin. Yeah. All right. Um, if lying's not a sin then you know we're out of the we're out of the woods here we're good you know but so that so that becomes the question is is lying a sin well i I haven't even really asked that because it's been assumed so much in my my theology i mean falsehood is 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 completely distant from the character of god if if there is this this ability to lie, then mm-hmm. I would say our entire faith and everything we know and everything we believe is in jeopardy because you know he could either either he could lie straight out mm-hmm. by telling us hey I, I love you but I don't uh, in the back of my mind I'm saying well, I really don't or I can say I'm never going to leave you or forsake you but you know later on I, I'm like man this is too hard I can't I can't stick with my my word so therefore I have to break it and so therefore those two ways of lying the direct lie and then the breaking of a covenant lie uh, both of those I would say that the Bible makes very clear makes it very clear that God doesn't do okay well I'm thinking that 
deception. Okay, even deception with words for the benefit of God, for the benefit of, of you know, his, his will. Yeah. Because we, we have cases, you know, I mean, you, you, you look at, um, you look at Jacob. Okay. You know, he's a, um, you have him as a trickster or a deceiver. Right. And, you know, God smiles on that. You have, um, let, let's just take it into a modern day thing right now. Okay. A deceptive understanding of Christianity would be that you have to put your faith in Christ in order to be saved, and you have to do a whole bunch of other stuff. Let's say always wear a, a purple shirt. Okay, okay. You always have to. And so now there's a, a form of Christianity out there where everybody always has to wear a purple shirt. Okay, now the people that don't wear the purple shirts are the ones that are out there. You know, they're they're doing bad stuff. They're leaving the faith. They're they're doing all these things. So now telling people if you don't wear a purple shirt you're going to hell yeah okay now that's that's deception that's that's a lie that's not true at all but yet if people are doing it to wear a purple shirt and in order to stay faithful to christ is that a type of deception uh, that i mean it's a type of lie It, it most definitely is but that would be the same thing as like making up a whole bunch of different uh laws to keep a barrier around the actual core tenant of the laws so that you don't cross them. You see what yeah. I'm saying? So it's, it's lying, but it's deception, but it's for a, a particular purpose, you know, towards the will yeah. of God, rather than a lie that is for self gratification or for, for gaining something yeah. just for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, it is, it's a wrestling match you have here because mm-hmm. Because you do have sin in the world, and you might you might say, well, God, I mean, does God use sin? Does God um, bring about? I mean, it comes down to just normal stuff. I mean, I go I go all the way back and think I, I've I thought about this a whole lot in my life, and I may have even already said this on the show because somehow I always bring it up. But uh, with my sister Angie, whenever she committed suicide, and uh, you know, people telling me this this was not God's will. This is He didn't want this had to happen, and I'm always like, you know, I, golly, I. I hope it was God's will, and I hope that he brought it about for a purpose. People would say to me, you can't believe that because you can't believe that God would bring about some type of sin in order to bring about his purpose. He cannot do that. He would not make Angie depressed in order to, you know, uh, have her die, and then just because it would would make— me and my sisters and everybody more empathetic or whatever else, whatever the goal was. I'm not saying I know the goal in it, but I'm just saying this is what we think oftentimes. And uh, God, God maybe uses it after the fact, but he doesn't kind of kind of bring it about in any type of encouraging type fashion. But is not that exactly what he did with Pharaoh? I mean, whenever he says, I, I harden Pharaoh's heart. Yeah. Is it is I, the purpose because he's bringing about the sin within Pharaoh? Well, yeah, I mean, yes and no. He could, I mean, it, it doesn't say that at that at that moment he hardened his heart. That could be over a period of time, and that could be an allowance of uh, Pharaoh to harden his heart, like that sort of thing. But uh, that doesn't seem to be the norm. You know that no. that doesn't seem to be that seems to be a very special, um, yeah, a special uh, issue that's going on. Well, but, maybe so, but I mean, if it's not the norm, how come we're finding it in all these places? Well, I, I, I think the reason why is um, because of one thing. Whenever we 
whenever we talk about uh, you know the problem of evil, one of the issue, one one of the the reasons for evil that never gets talked about um, is the fact that uh, in Genesis one, whenever God uh, created mankind, he created him to have dominion over everything. Okay. And so therefore, if everything is under man's dominion, just like with, with Israel, if you had a bad King, you know, the, the kingdom suffered for it uh, with Adam and Eve being, you know, the bad King and queen and all of creation suffering for it by God allowing that. Okay. The fact that God didn't stop it and the fact that God doesn't stop it means that he keeps his word. Yeah. If he was to stop any type of evil or any type of thing that was going on, that's out of our own hearts, out of whatever we're doing, um, out of, you know, uh, creation, that would be him actually going against his word. And then we, we wouldn't be able to trust him from and you're talking Genesis about his 2 word on. in the sense that uh, giving us freedom or... Yes, or... well, giving us dominion, giving us dominion over things, not not coming in and just like, um, you know, stopping, as um, as C.S. Lewis said, you know, not stopping the, the air from not obeying our words when we tell a lie. Yeah. You know, I mean, th- that sort of thing, because he gave us that dominion. So if he gave it to us under and it's all under our control, then um, God's keeping his word. He is working within that and not going against it. So I don't think that necessarily he would have to uh, go in and harden Pharaoh's heart in the sense that, you know, Pharaoh's pride wouldn't have done it already. It could have been more of a, a poetic way. I mean, that's something that we can we can struggle with later. But my point is, um, is that with the with what seems to be the lying thing here that's going on, um, God being God being the source is what I struggle with more than the event happening. Then it transpires. Yeah, sure. You know, and and the fact that it's like okay. Um, you know, you have these these demons and and or angels or whatever, and they're they're doing this will. It, you know, it's almost like like God's playing a chess game with humanity. Oh, hey there, everyone! Did you know that it has not been scientifically proven that you become closer to God by listening to these podcasts or watching these videos? That's right. Science has nothing to do with this, but you are increasing your knowledge about God. Hopefully you are engaging your brain with us and thinking, ah, I disagree with these guys or I really like what they're saying. Either way, continue to listen and continue to watch and really stretch your mind, engage your mind for Christ. That's what we're called to do as Christians. Um, you can check out our websites at thetheologypit.com or credohouse.org and you can get tons of great merchandise like this. Now, buying these mugs and t-shirts is not going to keep you out of purgatory, but... You know, do you really want to take that chance? I sure don't. Oh, that's good theology right there. Yeah. And he's just—he's using the pieces that are already there. Yeah, I mean, he's the greatest chess player. Yeah, and that—that that yeah. he allowed to be there, and he—he's—I mean, he's bringing about. It's not as if he's playing a chess game in the sense because. Man, uh, you know, I got to be really good because they're going to be good, and I got to beat them. It's more of this. This, like you said, he, he can't go against who he is in in allowing us. I mean, we're not robots. I mean, I'm I'm a Calvinist, but I certainly don't believe we're robots. We have mm-hmm. complete freedom in what we do, and and um, uh, the the idea that. 
that uh, God comes in and and controls everything is is repugnant. I mean, it's just it's, yeah. it's anti biblical. We don't have we don't have a judgment day if that happens. I mean, he's gonna yeah, yeah. judgment day. But it's more like he's playing chess against himself. It's not so much like he's playing, you know, a chess game against us. It's like we are we are the pieces. We found ourselves in a situation and now he is, you know, just manipulating the board. Yeah, he it's, can always get whatever he wants yeah, done. It's, it's not as though he's playing against us. It's that, no, here's the way that things are going to they're going to go. But isn't, it, isn't it crazy? This kind of interaction that he has with these people. I mean, both Samuel and and these angels, they're discussing. They're all coming up with ideas, even asking the question is crazy. God even giving Samuel an alternative, another alternative, which was kind of bending, maybe stooping, maybe condescending to Samuel. Samuel's fear and the sin that is already present Mm -hmm. and saying, listen, I'm going to allow you to do this. You know, I wouldn't do this. I want you just to go, but go ahead and tell him this. And, you know, that's not what I that's not what I originally said, because that's not what he said at the very beginning. He did not give those instructions. It only came after Samuel's fear was exposed. And here we have the same type of situation where God doesn't tell them, hey, who's going to go and and do be a deceiving spirit. He doesn't, you know, not the first one that comes up with that. But even if he did, I'm not sure that I would have any more or less of a problem. But he does, uh, he does ask these angels, demons, both, whatever, host of heaven, whatever you want to call them. Um, and one of them does go down and entice Ahab because God at least allowed it. I mean, yeah. And he and he used that, like you said, that was a movement on the chessboard. But he used a sin, a sin, and the piece of the movement was was mm-hmm. sin. Well, and then and and so that's where like my default to get back. First off, I want to I don't want to be too hard on Samuel. I mean, Elijah called fire down from heaven and then ran away from Jezebel. <laughs> I mean, so uh, come on, let's talk about people being scaredy prophets here. But um, we we still have to get back to this thing is. Is is slight deception for the purpose of God? Is that a sin? And I'm I'm, I'm not convinced that this is in the realm of sin right now. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I don't know either. It's every time I think about it, because like I said, I do get into situations. Let's say, forget about the adultery wanting to go to Seven Eleven, but let's go to a better situation to where you're lying because you don't want. You don't want to hurt somebody. And, you know, it's the hurtings there shouldn't happen. You're lying to somebody about, um, you know, me and me and my son go play basketball all the time. And uh, he loves basketball. I mean, he is just 100 percent into it. He's really good at it. Uh, but he's young. You know, he's he's still only 13. And so uh, I, I can I can keep up with him right now. Uh, but he gets offended quite a bit, you know, and uh, he can. He can uh, he can get really sad if he loses, and I'm, that's the main thing I'm trying to work with him. Hey, shoot through it, keep on going in every area of life. Don't give up. Mm-hmm. And here he is. He keeps on giving up. And so, what I have to do during the game is is I have to do what? I mean, guess you got to keep pushing him. Yeah, I got to keep pushing him. But if I am winning, what do I do? You got to keep winning. <laughs> you gotta keep doing it. Yeah, you gotta start dunking on him. Start dunking on him. I wish I could. 
but here's what I do do. I, 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 I lose intentionally sometimes because mm-hmm. I don't want him to get down on himself. And so, I mean, that's a slight deception. It really is. And I don't yeah. later on go and tell him and say, listen, I'm really sorry. I, I lost on purpose. And um, I actually do. It's just a joke around. He doesn't believe me. I'm like, whenever we're leaving, I'm like, you know, I let you win. You know, and he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you did it. You know, whatever. But I mean, even whenever I do, I, do, I don't go later on and tell him the truth because, you know, like like lying to somebody for a for a fun surprise birthday party is okay as long as you, you correct it later on or kidding with somebody like you know you come home and you tell somebody a something um that you did that was that that they wouldn't be able to believe you know like hey i just i just went up and bench pressed 400 pounds will and my other son and he's like really and i was like nah just kidding you know because is that a lie no it's not because right afterwards i told him the truth but in this situation i don't tell zach the truth uh, mm-hmm. that i that I lost the basketball game because I see it as a greater good in this situation that I encourage him, you know, does he know, does he know that you do these podcasts? I know. I was thinking about it while I was going through this. <laughs> he, he, he probably would never listen in a million years. He's, he's got a few years before he gets really interested in this stuff. Oh, he'll find out later on then. But yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, but it, uh, he, you he know, won't believe me. But it gets that. Did have you ever seen that um, anti-religion comedy called um, uh, "The Invention of Lying"? Yes. Okay, that's what we're kind of Very getting good. out here. You know, it is. It's it's hilarious. Like, I mean, it's it's not. I mean, I I don't think it's. If you're a Puritan, I'd say don't watch it. It's oh, not. No, you know, yeah, not at all. Uh, but it's. But it's Ricky Gervais, funny guy, um, and he he created this movie where people are just they don't lie. Lying doesn't exist. Everybody is brutally honest. Yeah. With everything. And and he figures out that if you say something that's not people believe it and he's trying to explain it to other people and they just don't understand, yeah. you know, how, you know, how this how this works and everything. And eventually that spurs into him, you know, making up a lie about, you know, heaven so that his mom can die peacefully and, you know, and all this stuff. Hey, thanks for listening to Divergent Theology. You can visit our websites at credohouse.org or thetheologypit.com and make a donation. Support the ministry that way. Now, here's a quick look at next week's Divergent Theology. You see, and so it's just this in, in, inherent trust that we have that people are telling the truth, that there are scriptures like uh, first Titus chapter 1, verse 2 that says, the hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised long ago. Well, why does it matter that he can't lie? Because he promised us eternal life. And if he could lie, then we're in big trouble. And so, I, I, I mean, if I if I give a defense of that, that's probably where I would go to, is both natural theology and, you know, some kind of uh, the assumption within all of Scripture. Yeah, yeah. Somebody but, locked the throne. But I'll-